You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America Presents Search for the Next Pussycat Doll, episode two. And I decided after last week's ramble into uh, madness that I was going to have a special co-host for this episode. And please welcome to the mic, the uh, the Mikey Minden to my Robin Anton, podcast nemesis Michael. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> I can I I didn't doesn't quite match up, but you know. I mean, the problem is I don't have that skull like, what's it called? That skull scarf. The skull scarf. But That's did you I'm notice missing. in this episode he was wearing a like a rainbow diamante skull like emblazoned T-shirt? I did, and Mark McGrath was wearing a skull jumper. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that was a real thing at that time, wasn't it? I guess, yeah. Did you um, did you ever have one of those scarves that was the kind of? vaguely like middle eastern inspired black and white check yeah. scarf yeah yeah and there was the one that kind of looked like the palestinian flag yes <laughs> i had oh, i had one of them too yeah it was uh it was a strange time for fashion it didn't warm your neck <laughs> no it really didn't i had one that was real cheap fabric but you know my history with neckwear and fun scarves for a night out nothing like a, a dressy scarf in a club i've seen it many times <laughs> oh my god many nights in clapham so it's definitely worth noting that I am at Podcast Nemesis Michael's house recording this episode. And uh, if you hear any ambient noise in the background, there's a couple of little uh, couple of little demons screaming. That would be uh, Michael's lovely children. The Podcast Nemesis children. <laughs> who uh, actually drove me to uh, tears this evening because both of them said Uncle Fraser out loud for the first time today. And I actually basically cried so there you go it was very awkward <laughs> no it was so sweet no it was very sweet anyway so we are at we're at podcast nemesis michael's house his well-appointed home and we are going to be talking about episode two of pussycat dolls presents search for the next doll but before we start can we talk about the other competition that's happening here the search for the next podcast co-host <laughs> Dear. This is an audition, right? <laughs> yes, this is, and already you're failing. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we we are kicking back and having a little beer. Cheers. Cheers. Mum's having some time away from the kids, isn't she? I mean, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> okay. They're crying again, aren't they? It's fine. Just to be clear, like I haven't just left them. Like they're <laughs> they're with my husband. <laughs> Yeah, we just left the kids in the other room. We left uh, old episodes of Search for the Next Doll on, and they're just crying while they watch that. They're crying. <laughs> they say justice for Britney and her big head. Totally. Well, or spoiler, sorry, if anyone's not knowing who's going to be eliminated in this episode. really begins. First thing I want to mention, in the previously on, in like the beginning like recap. Which is very long by the oh way. Oh my god, that was incredibly long. But, Deeply detailed. But just before that, Mark McGrath did his like opening thing where he talked about what the like who the Pussycat dolls are and what the whole situation is. Sure. They made a they've made a change. So in the first episode he said that Pussycat Dolls had released six singles. This episode, he said five singles. So you know what that means? 
one single didn't exist anymore? It's they've, they've, it's erasure. It's sway erasure. Well, that's fair. Dun I've got a I've got a feeling we're we're looking right down the barrel of a sway performance by the girls of uh, by the next dolls at some point in the show, don't you think? <laughs> it's possible. But why would they erase it? I don't know. But I noticed, didn't they say hit singles, though? Ah, you think Sway's not a hit. I think they've released six singles, and they've (laughs) also released five hit singles. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Um, So, and that's fair enough. But anyway, we're back in the show. We're in Pussycat Doll Land, otherwise known as Los Angeles. Los Angeles. And did you notice this week, we're definitely not in Long Beach anymore. No, we've We've left. We've left. (laughs) We've left the, like, Courtyard Marriott in Long Beach and that weird theater. How dare they do that in the first episode? See, these are the things... When I, when I was living back in the UK watching it, I was just like, sure, they're in Hollywood. Now I know the truth. Now I'm smart. You're very smart. <laughs> Detective Fraser. Yeah. This episode opens up with the, you know, the main girls of the competition, and it's them moving into their Pussycat Dolls house, HQ. Yes. Can I just bring up one thing about the previously on? Oh, yeah, please. I was watching it, and I was thinking to myself, you know the whole pandemic that happened yeah. in episode one? Yeah. Do you think that it was planted by Nicole Scherzinger Ooh, because see, she's furious about Robin doing the show. Right. She's obviously not happy about it, right? Right. So you think she coughed into like Angelia's face at some point secretly? I, just, I think she unleashed an airborne virus. Yeah. And so do you think she's also responsible for this pandemic? No. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I, did, I did notice actually at the end of this episode in the credits that it's the, uh, the guy, it said the ex- one of the executive producers, as well as obviously McGee, who <laughs> directed Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Ch- Angels Full Throttle. He gave us so much. Genius. Um, I saw that Ken Mock was one of the executive producers. And obviously he was one of the producers of Top Model, right? He was. So because to me, this girl's running into the house screaming thing. Very Top Model. Reeked of Top Model, getting into the model apartment. Um, basically, they, they come into the building and they see uh, Robins there in their dance studio. So let's just talk about this this location for a second. So it has a very red door. It has a very red door. It, they've definitely had a signpost in the shot that said Sunset Boulevard. So it's on the sunset. But yeah. where do we think it is on sunset? It's in Titan. Th- oh, so you think it's like Hollywood, like East Hollywood? Yeah, very East Hollywood. <laughs> deep, deep East Hollywood. Deep East Hollywood. <laughs> Much less cool in 2007 than it is now. <laughs> right. Like the Walk of Fame definitely doesn't reach out to where no, they're staying on no, sunset. It's, it's real far down. <laughs> so basically, they're all talking about how excited they are to be there. And I just wrote down Brittany and her big head. Yeah, I mean... She's got a meaty, a meaty noggin, hasn't she? I think she's fun. I really like her. I do. I like her energy. Yeah. I, I think that she gets really unfairly criticized for a lot I of mean, things in this episode. That We are going to get to that because yeah. I have so many questions. Yeah, me too. So this is when Robin Anton says that they're going to be in Pussycat Doll Boot Camp. So it's basically going to be seven weeks of intensive dance, vocal training to become the next Pussycat Doll. I have another question. When they say the next Pussycat Doll, is there a loophole there? Like, could they end up in the review on the Sunset Strip? Right. You think it's like next Pussycat Doll lounge singer? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying it's unclear. Yeah, doing like a cover of doing a cover of like. Fever or like, the yeah, Pussycat Doll Lounge. Like doing Candyman or something <laughs> hideous. This is pre-Candyman, right? Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 2007. Oh. So, okay, so Jamie grew up poor. She can't believe how big the house is. Yeah, she lived in a, a row, a skinny row house, I believe she says. Which is like a New Orleans thing, I think? Right. I think she's from New Jersey. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> well, new something. <laughs> the point is, she's she's in a big house and she's impressed. Uh, Asia has, has a baby. Yes. She doesn't have eyebrows, though. No, she doesn't. And she's only 18, which is kind of crazy. And that baby is not like an infant. No. It's, it's, a, it's a toddler. But I want I want you to keep her age in your mind for a conversation that we're going to have later down the line about something that happens, and I'm, we'll we'll discuss that when we get to it. Okay. So really, we, what we get here is a lot of the girls getting released into the America's Next Top Model Pussycat Doll house. Yep. Let's talk about this house. Obviously, so it has a dance studio where they start off great, and it has like a rehearsal room with a piano. Fantastic. Sure. Let's talk about that actual house. What's going on there? It is a very large space with many beds. Yeah. Do you think it's like a warehouse? It's a, it is a warehouse. Yeah. And they've like tried to like put fun decals on the wall yeah. and th- the beds are cheap. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Like there's literally 18 beds in yeah. one room. <laughs> like it's hellish. Makes me feel really anxious. I used to feel like that watching Big Brother back in the day. And then America's Next Top Model too. Like everyone sharing beds and sleeping in a, like sleeping in a room full of people who you don't know. That is the most anxiety inducing thing for me. Horrible. Yeah. And just to go on with how weird and awful that is, at some point, I didn't understand this and I didn't rewind because I didn't want to know, a girl takes off her shoes and rubs her sock yes. on the pillow. Yeah, she was trying to claim the bed. Very, a very strange move. Like, explain to me the logic of getting your dirty feet on the pillow of your bed. <laughs> that was Melissa R. Melissa R, not a clever girl. <laughs> That, that just just a, a couple of design notes to talk about the the wall. There's that big white wall that has those kind of kind of big gaps in it that they've p- filled with like pink fluffy fabric, so you can kind of lay in and pretend you're in a, a photo shoot. They looked really that stunk of the art department, like staple gutting that very oh cheap fabric from like. It's the same fabric as the boas. Yeah, completely. Oh my god, those boas. Yeah, it's very like it's just like fifteen Joanne's boas. fabric, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> and, and actually, the color is Joanne. So <laughs> Joanne pink. So there's just a lot of them being really excited about the house. There's a lot of like screaming and running around, and then being like, "I've never seen anything like this." I'm like, "Haven't you?" But then some of them are like eighteen and young, I guess. And it's two thousand seven. And it's two thousand seven. Yeah. To me, it, to me, it's, it's got a real like dated Airbnb in like Manchester back in the UK. Fully. Like. I feel like you could. I feel like I hired a very similar loft space for my friend's head weekend in Manchester that had a, quite a few similar features, some like exposed brick and like fun places to sit. I mean, <laughs> why not? But one thing that the girls do know how to work is a projector. Oh my god, the jankiest. So Asia, Asia finds that they've got like basically Tyra Mail literally being done through a projector, and she's holding like a huge chunky two thousand and seven remote control. I was like, like, could we not? Like, Pulling it down. Yeah, it's a I was whole like, thing. could production not have been like, okay, stand here and then get like a PA to press play? It's like Asia shouldn't have to be doing that. Also, how about a TV? Yeah, Just throwing it out there. Flat screens existed in yeah. two thousand seven. Did you also notice that when Asia was being doing her interview, that they had her sitting on a chair backwards, like Michelle Pfeiffer in uh, Suspicious Minds? Dangerous Minds, but yes, <laughs> Suspicious Minds. The uh, Elvis I, Presley spinoff. Well, I mean, <laughs> Criminal Minds. Yeah. <laughs> I love how, like, sitting that way on a chair is Dangerous Minds to you. There's like a million <laughs> other references one might have. No, just just Dangerous Minds or Suspicious well, Minds. Fair enough. So, okay. So what happens on the projector? So so we see the dolls pop up and uh, they, they give a very stilted... They seem of, really excited. Yeah, they, they're they also sitting in very strange positions. Like, Melody and uh, the other one, whose name I can't remember, are sitting, like, 
it's almost like they're facing away from the camera and they're having to turn and talk over their own shoulders. Did you notice? Nicole yeah. is front and center facing camera. Well, always. They're talking about what this week's theme is. So this is where we start to understand that maybe there's going to be a vague Pussycat Dolls related theme to each week of performances. And this one's confidence. And we really need to dig into what confidence means to these people. Vague. And what, yeah, it is a vague theme, but <laughs> let, let, let's go forward. So what the girls are saying is basically go downstairs because Robin Anton is waiting for you. Yeah, in the dance studio. And so she's there. She's wearing what I wrote down as being a, a pinstriped hat. <laughs> there was a lot of hat work in this episode. At, at one point, there's a an, like there's a shot of Jamie and she's wearing like an army baseball cap and then they cut her in an interview and she's wearing like a baker boy hat in the interview it's quite something yeah it is a look basically what happens is robin's like i've got a special guest for you it's a member of the pussycat dolls it's the one the only jessica huh sure (laughs) so she pops into i'm sure to don't you I mean, in a group where even genuine fans don't truly know the names of the different, yeah. like, people. I think she might be our biggest who. Of she's the, the least the memorable. Yeah. But she saunters in in a, in a satin romper carrying a bunch of flowers. And she kind of just hands the girls, like, an individual flower. And it really did feel like that was Jessica's choice to do that. That didn't feel like... I feel like production were trying to take those flowers off her, like, outside. They tried to edit around it. Yeah. She thought it was going to be a moment. Yeah. It wasn't. And then, yeah, they couldn't edit around it because the girls were holding the flowers. Yeah, she really managed to get that in there. I wonder if she's, like, a florist now. Do you think that's her, like, direction she's gone in? It's either that or, like, a, a talent school for kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's she's telling them, you know, that confidence is something that you need to be a part of the Pussycat Dolls. Sure. You can't fake it. You know, and it's it's hard work and confidence. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, empty platitudes in this show, and that's one of them. She also said, it doesn't matter how good you sing or how good you dance, you're going to have to want want to win it. And it's just like, how about how well you dance and how yeah. well you sing, Jessica? It's pretty, it is actually going to be important, because we discovered that when we watched the performances later. <laughs> Mikey's wearing his skull top in this scene, which is beautiful. And then, basically, at this point... Robin announces that the performance, their next performance that they're going to be doing will be taking place at the Pussycat Dolls Lounge on the Sunset Strip. A venue that definitely still exists, Yeah, right? Where did you ever go there back in the day? It must have existed when you lived here before, right? I don't think so. I I think it might have. But by the time I I was 21, I moved to England. So Mm. I I missed this very important piece of Los Angeles culture. Yeah, because I was going to say, I feel like we've seen the Pussycat Doll Lounge on quite a few other reality shows, haven't we? To- it's a classic. Some Kardashians. Yeah. Kim, did Kim dance in a in like she a sure, martini glass? She sure did. Has Jessica Simpson done it? I think Jessica Simpson's done it. I'm pretty sure Christina Milian did it on her first reality show. Right. Like, it, it's, been, it's been done a few times. <laughs> a rite of passage to go and sling on a boa and sing like... Show how confident you are. Yeah, and what do like a routine to like... I think it's like, I honestly think Fever is a classic one. Yeah. I hate that song. I do too. The next performances they're going to be doing, she announces that they're going to be split up into three separate groups. Yes. And they're going to be given um, a song uh, to perform each group. So let's go through the groups and the songs because these songs are insane. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. Okay. Choices. Yeah. Real choices. Okay. Group one is doing Crazy in Love and that's Asia, Chelsea, and Melissa S. Okay. Let's talk about this. I feel like 2007... This is it's just a slam dunk of a choice. Totally. It's hard to not look through it through the lens of now in the way where it's like, I don't ever want to hear Crazy in Love anymore. But in 2007, you still wanted to hear it. 
it's just tough for me because it's like really I feel like it's the S Club 7 reach of uh, of Beyonce's catalogue I mean I don't I mean there's a few S Club 7 reaches in Beyonce's catalogue like surely Single Ladies is worse oh my god you're so right yeah Single Ladies is way worse like I would hear I would hear Crazy in Love five times before I'd hear Single Ladies yes I, I agree with I concur with that actually you're right and yeah, so that's going to be, so this, this group's, this group's a funny one. They, they instantly off the bat kind of start in interviews, this, this kind of some seeds of a rivalry of Melissa S saying that Chelsea's not a dancer. Right. And also question, why would you try and be a pussycat doll if you couldn't dance? Like that's really the job. Yeah. I th- that and being sexy, but sophisticated. So the next group is going to be doing Ponder Replay by Rihanna and that's Anastasia, Melissa R., and unfortunately, Sicily. Sicily oh, <laughs> is in a bad spot and she fucking knows it. She knows yeah. she's been set up. Yeah. And she even, so she says it in her interview, she's like, well, it's quite a hard song, you know, considering I'm a white girl and I'm from a punk band. Yeah. It's not a good look. And no. here's the thing. Like, I've got a theory about this. Sicily is a woman from 2007. Yeah. But she immediately knows that singing this song is a bad look for her. It's yeah. not going to look good. Last episode, she knew exactly what to do with the pandemic. She went yeah. straight to bed. Is she a time traveler from 2021? Oh, shit. Just putting it out there. You're so right. She knows. Why does she know everything? Yeah, so she's like woke and knows about a pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> so she's gonna, I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> what do you think about Ponder Replay as a song? Um, I think it's a great song unless you ever try and sing it. I agree. I think it's it's unsingable. It's an unsingable song. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's not got like a melody or like it's, it's yeah. It's it's like a song it's a song to dance to. It's not a song to sing. No. Whereas Crazy in Love is is a lot of fun dancing, but it's the actual like vocals in it. Yeah. It's it's an unfortunate situation for everyone involved. <laughs> and then finally, the last song is One Two Step and that's going to be Mariella, Jamie and My Beautiful Love of My Life, Big Head Britney. Oh. Britney. So again, one two step. This is another song that is fun to dance to, but it's not really. It's very monotone. It's one two step. Incredibly. I mean, it's a Sierra song, so <laughs> you know you're not going to get range, are you? But it's it's a hard one to sing. Yeah. How do you feel about one two step as a song? Um, I don't think it's aged well. Yeah, I, it doesn't sound great. Like whereas I think I I still love goodies. I yeah, was still like I different. could still get down to goodies. One two step does feel kind of dated now. It, yeah, I mean the Missy verse is still fun. Of course, but like the use of the R word, not fun. Ooh, yeah, a tough one to hear. Yeah, tough one. There's a few weird songs that use the R word in in the 2000s. Black Eyed yeah. Peas did it as well, didn't they? they? Sure it's did. Really strange. Yeah, not good. Okay, so the the big one of the big focuses of this episode is that you know Jamie is worried because she's got like her voice isn't still not really recovered from being sick. And then yeah. what, what were we treated to when she described that? Oh, just a full scale recap of her vomiting into a toilet <laughs> and into other receptacles and just basically literally vomiting. Not like the implication of the yeah. vomit, but like, just no, you see it coming out of her mouth. Yeah. I was surprised by that. I feel like if they did that now, it would be a closed door with the vomiting sound. That you feel? Like that would be the way it would, it was just very like, and you could see that, that, that wasn't like a zoomed in camera. That was like a camera that was handheld and like in her face while she threw up in the toilet. Yeah, they were they were really going for it. It's really grim. Yeah. So basically we drop in with the group that are going to be doing one, two step with, with Jamie's group. And, and this is my favorite detail about this is that they've clearly like, they're like, well, you have to do the singing in the music room. So they're standing around a piano, but they're playing one, two step from a little mini boom box. 
Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, you can't really play it on a piano, can you? I, I was, I'm, I was kind of upset because after hearing uh, buttons on a piano for the last episode, I was really looking forward to hearing that poor guy trying to do one two step. I mean, buttons is Mozart compared to one two step. D d d d d d d d. I feel like he'd just be hitting one key for the whole thing. And didn't the vocal guy basically say that vocals don't matter that much with this song? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So there's right. a lot, this is where we get stuck in this kind of little loop about, this is Jamie's storyline, obviously, is that she's, um, is that she's, she's struggling. And then basically it's just that one bit that she can't get. We about to get it on. I just nailed it. We, we about, about to get it on. Okay. 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 We, I mean, we nailed it. I think that was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, about as good as Jamie, to be honest. Yeah. Poor Jamie. So Asia's wearing a That's Hot t-shirt. I thought that was fun. Very 2007. <laughs> yeah, they, this, they kind of go into that rehearsal room and just show them doing the beginning, like, dun, 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 like the strut bit. And I was like, oh, Chelsea. She's not a dancer. Why is she here? I know. It's a bizarre thing to do to her, but there we have it. Okay, here's why I love Chelsea. And I realized it as I was watching the episode of why I feel so strongly about her. It's because, because this show is so similar to America's Next Top Model. Basically, every season of Top Model from, like, season two onwards would always have one girl who was incredibly awkward and, you know, was from, like, a very small town and didn't get on... Like, the other girls weren't very nice to her because they thought she was too awkward to be a model. And then she would always... it's always There was always an underdog every season of Top Model. And Chelsea's the, the underdog of, of this show. And I just can't help but like her for it. And I'm not even sure if she's that good or whether I actually like her, but I just instantly am rooting for her because I feel bad for her. Oh, fair enough. Especially because being in a group with those two in particular, they're both really like hitting their choreo hard. They are definitely doing that. And also the thing about Chelsea is her whole thing is weight loss, obviously. Yeah. She was formerly 192 pounds, yeah. which she says so many times that I remember it. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, so like she's not comfortable in her body at the best of times, yeah. it seems like. And as a non-trained dancer, that can't be easy. So yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. We love Chelsea. Exactly. And also, there, she's also being set up as the underdog in this scene because, yet again, Melissa R. does an interview where she literally says, Chelsea is bad and she's ruining the group. And then the other rivalry of this episode is Mikey versus Chelsea. Mikey hates Chelsea. Mikey is a mean man. He's not very nice. He's, he's a, very 2000s mean, isn't he? He's very 2000s. He's wearing a skull shirt, which, is, <laughs> which to be fair, is better than the skull scarf. He does a very flawless base and light gloss of the lips, which I do appreciate. I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. No, you can tell he's, he's used like a brow gel. There's, there's definitely like everything on his face is very smooth and glossy. And I appreciate that kind of attention to detail. I just think he's mean. Oh, he's very mean. You know he's a, a fixture on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Did you know that? I did not know that. What is his connection? He's Erica Jane's choreographer. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> she, oh my God, she must have performed at the Pussycat Doll Lodge. I mean, she basically replaced the Pussycat yeah, Dolls. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. You're so right. So we go back to, uh, this is the Ponder Replay Girls next. And yeah. this is just, this is all going to be about like Cicely's not getting it. Also, what was Cicely wearing in this scene? But Cicely isn't even the one having the problems. I mean, fr freaking Jamie is, you know, wearing an insane outfit. She can't <laughs> sing at all. So, like, That's I true. mean, Cicely is, like, not even the worst off. <laughs> Cicely was wearing, like, a nude kind of sack. Did yeah. you notice that? It was a very odd choice. Yeah, it wasn't right. But she's just she just knows she's being set up. Yeah. And I, I like that she's not... 
she's she's almost yeah she knows it's happening she's kind of just like resigned to it she's not trying to fight it because that's when you'll look really bad and you can't complain that you're being set up because they won't include it in there i bet she said something and they cut it right oh totally her just being like you're you're trying to make me look bad (laughs) although to be fair do you think she could have done any songs i think which one out of the three would have suited her the best um i think she could have done crazy in love yeah i think so she could have put a twist on it yeah yeah she could have made it her own so, oh yeah, this is where um, we Jamie basically can't do it. That's why she's wearing her army ca- army cap and hoop earrings. Yeah, distressed camo hat, <laughs> very thin hoops, like very thin. a very delicate hoop, such a delicate hoop. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because I can hear your husband saying, "Do you need to use the potty in the background?" It made me laugh. We're just we're just busy working women doing our well, job. Okay, a, I mean we're just juggling everything. <laughs> Um, so th- there's this weird, do you, do you remember there's this weird scene where Melissa S and Chelsea are like hanging out together and it's about how they hate each other. Yeah. And so basically they're, they're putting something weird. It looks like they have hot chocolate that has like marshmallows I in it, which is so. not what I would imagine you'd be <laughs> drinking there. But basically Chelsea is just like, shut up Melissa S. Yeah. Cause Melissa S is doing that thing where she's like, Oh God, I think I'm, she was, she was saying to Chelsea, Oh, you did really well today. You did really well. And then she's like, she's like, oh, I think I did bad. But she basically knows that she did well and Chelsea did bad. Yeah. It's a real classic, like, Most mean S, girl yeah. move, basically. It is. She is not a nice person, I don't think. She's not coming across well. No, she's a lot of hair. <laughs> yeah, you were convinced that... She looks like Danielle Jonas. <laughs> she does have real shades of shades of Danielle Jonas. Meets kind of, um, what's that girl from the Cheetah Girls? And 3LW, what's she called? Oh, I can't even remember. Adrian Ballion. Oh, Adrian Ballion. Yeah, there's, there's Adrian elements of Adrian Ballion. She's got a touch of her, definitely. Yeah, her, her hair just looks so freaking heavy. Yeah. She she kind of looks like she could play like a young, maybe like a young J-Lo in something. This is a white woman. Melissa S is white? I think she's kind of white. Oh. I think she's secretly white. Oh. I was thinking this that this should be the next season of Feud, Ryan Murphy's show. Yeah, Melissa Chelsea S and Chelsea. <laughs> Who's going to play who? I guess J-Lo will play Melissa S. <laughs> and who'll play Chelsea? Oh my God, I have no idea. He's like a, a white woman with long brown hair. Uh, Kate Beckinsale? It'll be Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale and J-Lo in Ryan Murphy's Feud, Chelsea versus Melissa S. So, Chelsea's wearing a waist belt in her interview. I just, I have to, I had to say it. And it was one of those very particular waist belts that was the like one that looks like a, a seatbelt from a car. The black, very thick, and then it has that very particular gold clasp that girls would wear. And you'd have the clasp at the front. There were so many belts in two thousand seven. There were. There's, there was belts, hats, hats with belts, belts with hats, ties, ties around scarves. a belt. I mean, never forget uh, Angelia's outfit from last episode. Oh, the me against the music look. I mean, look. iconic. So we're now we're now at the third dance rehearsal. Is that right? Yeah, with the one-two step one, rehearsal. One-two step. Okay, I was convinced because this whole section they're really focusing on Britney, on my love, big head Britney, and there was a they, there was kind of a soundbite of her where I honestly thought she called, I thought she said a gay slur. I thought, <laughs> you thought, she, she, thought you thought she said the f word. I thought she called Mikey a little f word. But I think that she was saying that she was like, I think she said she was on fire. There was, she said something like, oh, I've, I've got this down. It was something that sounded like the F word. Wow. And I, and I watched it because I rewatched it with you when I got here. I was really waiting for that moment because I was like, I think she says the F word. She completely just said like, I've got this, but it, I, I can't remember the exact wording, but I was like, oh, because oh. you know, it's 2007. I thought yeah, they might have just left it in goes. the show. Totally. 
And the reason I thought she was gonna, she was against Mikey and calling him a slur is because he's being incredibly hard on her in this dance rehearsal. In a way that genuinely makes no sense. Yeah. So, like, to be fair, she's a, a jerky dancer, I yeah. would say. But, you know, basically he says to her, and I quote, her confidence makes her dance like a stripperella. Mm. And it's like, Mikey, what group do you think you're choreographing? Yeah, there's a lot of talk in this episode of, like, they're sexy, but they don't sell sex. And I'm like, I... I beg to differ from the uh, the React music video, which well, was obviously amazing and iconic, but very sexy. It's just bizarre. She's being slut-shamed by the freaking pussycat dolls. <laughs> and it's just like, something is not adding up here. Yeah, it's it's really... It, he's so harsh on her as well. He's like the harshest on her and Chelsea this episode. Also, calling her a stripper, it's like, what on earth are the pussycat dolls if not singing strippers? That's kind of what the, the burlesque... They started in the burlesque lounge, and burlesque is... You know, classy stripping. Also, Robin Anton's brother directed burlesque. Stephen Anton. Stephen Anton. <sighs> it always comes back to burlesque, doesn't it? Always. <laughs> it's a passion. Scabba-dabba. It's burlesque. Wagon wheel Watusi. Wagon wheel Watusi. So do you think that she... Do you think Robin Anton has bought the air rights to the building to above the Pussycat Doll Lounge? I have to believe that Up Robin to, like, Anton, the moon. I think she owns the air rights for any property she buys. Completely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Anton family are all about air rights. Air rights. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... This is, when we, this is when we go to some incredibly grainy footage of Britney on the phone to her mom. What was this filmed on? I know 2007 didn't have GoPros and... I mean, this was a... I don't even flip know cam? What, a flip cam. Like, sellotaped. Like, a flip, a flip cam duct taped to the wall. That's yeah, this what was, it like, the like. earliest flip cam. This yeah. was, like, Gen 1 flip cam. <laughs> but, yeah, good for Britney. She's not having it. Yeah. No, she, she's kind of... She's like, oh, they're saying I'm not... I'm, like, I'm being... I'm not the right kind of fit, or I'm not dancing right. But, yeah, she's not having it. She's... Yeah. She, much like Sicily, she's being set up. A hundred percent. Yeah. They, they, they've got her good. This is when we re- return back to Ryan Murphy's hit show, Feud. Yes. So we see Kate Beckinsale and uh, J-Lo. <laughs> and then who's going to play Asia? Oh, God. Um, really like, oh, well, I guess if it's a Ryan Murphy show, it'll be Angela Bassett. <laughs> Angela Bassett. <laughs> Angela Bassett as an 18-year-old, as, as 18-year-old Asia. She can do it. I'm sorry. Did you see her on Drag Race recently? It's she the, could pull it off. It's the Ezekiel bread. Yeah, she is beautiful. She's got it going on. So anyway, so Chelsea is being left out. Yeah. But here's the thing about Chelsea. She's like, I'm being left out. But the footage looks like the other two are rehearsing while she's on a couch five feet away glaring at them. Yeah. So it's like you're not being left out if you're watching it happen. Yeah. You're not joining in. Yeah. She should She should have just said... She should have just got up and started doing it with them. The only way, the way, the only way it could have been worse is if she'd got up, started to do it, and they like walked off and started rehearsing in another space. Well, that would be different. But what we saw yeah. was her just looking angry it was a little it was a little sad sack wasn't it kind of like 100 like, oh i'm being left out but then i'm so team chelsea that i i i'm still even though i'm saying all of this i'm still on her side she's being a dick though yeah she's being a little bit of a dick so so that's that so meanwhile jamie is getting a heart-to-heart from the vocal coach yeah this is some strange footage from earlier in the day even though it does appear to be nighttime so she has confidence issues which, which is thematically yeah. appropriate because this episode is all about confidence which yeah. well whatever that means <laughs> and so jamie is like gets that done and then she kind of is talking to mariella and mariella is kind of like giving her a pep talk and she's burping i like mariella i, I like mariella I, too. I, i've never i've not seen hide or hair of her until this moment the only thing i know about her is that she can do the split standing up okay so we just took a quick pause to uh, say goodnight to the children. 
They are sort of asleep. <laughs> so this at this point, the girls get kind of gathered in the dance studio and Robin announces that her and Mikey are taking the girls out for dinner and what? they have an hour to get ready. So why does Robin feel like putting a time limit on everything? Because the thing about an hour to get ready is it's not 15 minutes. Right. Like, but they're all running like it's not much time. <laughs> like how much time do you need? I don't know. But there's there's a nice little nice little little mini moment where uh, Asia is doing Jamie's hair and she said that she was she's like oh Jamie's my girl she calls her her little snowflake a little problematic but we'll take it whatever it's fine against a white person right yes yeah <laughs> and um, the girls get ready and they end up going to a place that seems very strange it definitely doesn't exist because I looked it up it's a restaurant on the Sunset Strip. Or is it, oh no, it's on Hollywood Boulevard, right? Because it's out on the Walk of Fame. It looked that way, yeah. Yeah, it's a restaurant called Basque. It just looks terrible. Now, do we think that is to replicate like a woman's Basque that she would wear? Is that why it's called that? I have no idea. You can tell that the you can tell that the, the concept behind the restaurant was like sexy. What like what? Why didn't we have a restaurant where you can dine in a sexy environment, right? Don't you feel like the designer kept hearing the word sexy when they were like putting it together? Very much so. I feel like it's one of those restaurants that's so dark that you have no idea if it's clean or not. Totally. I also don't, would not trust a single restaurant that is, that has like Hollywood, like Walk of Fame stars outside of it. That means you're in trouble. No, there's, that's bad. Mikey is wearing the skull like thing again. (laughs) The skull motif is back. Yeah, God. And then they're all, they're just kind of having, having dinner and like saying it's really nice to relax. And then at this point, these kind of glass boxes light up above the bar. I think they're above the bar, aren't they? And they it's are. kind of two sexy dancers dancing in these glass boxes. Now, the glass box woman was a real thing in 2007. Like yeah. if you cast your mind back to like the Sex and the City episode when they go to LA, that's at the standard hotel, yeah. the girls, the boxes, like it's a real thing yeah. at that time. But, you know, it's pretty shit and weird. Yeah, it's really strange. So the girls are all like, woohoo, they're all kind of titillated by it. And then Robin basically says that uh, it's going to be a kind of a challenge and they're going to go up in threes and perform for the patrons. But she, well, she doesn't actually say that. She says, she, you're going to show us your confidence. Oh, that's it. I mean, the whole thing is very red light district. And yes. it's like, okay, so you can't be a stripper, but you can be a sex worker? Right. Come on. I also just, the thought of like, having dinner and then being like told oh you're now gonna wear like a bra and like underwear they we have seen on the show that they've eaten yeah like, they show that, them eating like apps yeah like there's food <laughs> like imagine if you had just eaten a full meal and somebody was like now show us your confidence yeah. <laughs> in a glass box yeah. where men are judging you yeah it's like oh i've just you're like oh damn i had mac and cheese you know like something really like heavy where you're like oh totally. last thing i want to do is like show my stomach after i've eaten mac and cheese but then these girls are all like 18, so, you know, fine. It's fine. Yeah. So they're going to go up in, in threes to, to perform, show their confidence. Um, and these outfits that they give them, they're all given like a variety of kind of sparkly bras and, you know, underwear and, and like yeah. a I mean, suspender cla- here and there. Classics, pussycat dolls, fair. So it's at this point, they basically say, who wants to go first? And Jamie volunteers. She's like, I'm going to show them. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. Good for her. Well, that's her story, right? She wasn't confident. Now she's confident. Her hair has been curled. Great. So when Asia was in the box, this is what I want to talk about her age. Okay. She's 18. She's so young. I know 18 is of a legal age, but I feel like, especially in America, 
18 is still seen as so young. Like, at least back in the UK, it's like you start going out and you're drinking and, I don't know, you do more things legally when you're 18, but there's something about an 18-year-old here. She's just so young. She could be a high school student. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. She could still be... And, like, the fact that she's, like, being sexy, but she's 18. I don't know. I'm just... They kept kept flashing to, like, some of the people in the bar, and I could see some, like, old men. I was like, ugh, I don't like the... It's It's, too much. It's a weird vibe, because... Yeah. I don't need anyone to be in a teen in this program. I need like 20 upwards. And and the euphemistic use of the word confidence again, just like, what does it mean? Yeah. Does confidence mean like, like what? Yeah. This is know. very like 2007 pre me too. Like just not a good, not good. No, not good. Bad move, Robin. So meanwhile, Melissa S is coming and she's wearing a necklace that is heavier than her hair, which is saying something. <laughs> Did you notice how yeah. heavy her jewelry was? Yeah, it felt like, I also felt like it could have like opened a, like a pyramid. It felt like a, you could like <laughs> slot it into like a sarcophagus and unleash like a mummy. That's what it's it like, felt it's like. It's a Da Vinci Code situation. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it, yeah if you, you could decode it and, and find like a hidden painting for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Chelsea is worried because again, formerly 192 pounds yeah. and not a dancer. I think she did a pretty good job. She did great. She did like a back bend at one point. Did you see that? I did and see that. Did some like hairography. I wasn't, thought it was good. wasn't dancing, but it was movement. Yeah, completely. Um, and Mikey, the, the real person that gets criticized in this is Brittany. Yet again. Oh Mike, my God. Mikey said like, she, she looks like she should be dancing at the Cheetah Lounge. Is that that strip club on... Um, yeah, right on, by my old house. By your old house. Yeah. yeah. On Sunset. Which is a very cool strip club. Yeah. Mikey. Yeah. And, and also it's just like... Pussycat dolls are sexy but classy. And it's just like, what is she doing that is different than the other girls? You just don't like her. Yeah, that's 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 all it is, is that she's like super bubbly and energetic and he seems to just not respond to that energy and no. he's just being mean. Yeah, he's just being awful. Calm down, Mikey. <laughs> and then the uh, other girl does the leg kick. Oh, is that Mariella? Yeah. Yeah, I told you she's she can get that one leg up. That's her thing. So the girl who showed the most confidence gets to be safe yeah it's a pretty good prize it is a good it is a good prize yeah i'm always but i'm always a little that's also very top model is the immunity thing i'm always i'm not a fan of immunity on competition reality shows because it's kind of unfair yeah yeah that's true also in the kind of feedback from robin she says to Brittany, quote unquote i want to see you refining your vibe just yet another (laughs) way of saying you're a trash bag yeah completely and like coming from robin i mean I'm sorry. There's but... a lot of... No, you're right. There's... there's. I guess the one saving grace of this show is that they're at least talking around it very euphemistically and very vaguely. Like yeah. They're not being openly that mean and just saying like, oh, you, you, you're you, you too like slutty to be in the Pussycat Dolls, But basically. sometimes the euphemism is worse than actually yeah. saying it. And but it's also like so unhelpful for her because it's not... They're not saying anything. There's nothing... There's a substance to anything they're saying. And they just think she's a trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. I do too. Justice for Britney. She's queen. But anyway, Asia, who is a child, basically wins. Yeah. And then I was going to ask you, uh, did you feel emotional in that scene when uh, Asia was talking to her daughter? As a girl girl dad, you mean? Yeah, as a girl dad. I'm kidding. I would never, ever refer to myself as a girl dad because I'm not a monster. But I I am one. And yeah, I have to say when you become a parent, people crying about their child does work on you. Right. Which is why they do it. Right. Um, Smart. And, you know, but so she's talking about her daughter, who, by the way, is also wearing identical hoop earrings 
as Queen. apparently everyone has to on this show, <laughs> whether or not you're 18 months old. Do you feel old. like production went like and took that, put like hoops in her ears and took that picture? They're like, we can't have a, we can't have a female on the screen with no hoops, I know. even if she's a baby. It's confusing for the audience, <laughs> um, but, but it's very sad. It's very yeah, sad. it's really sweet. And it's just so like, it's so crazy because I think she must have had her daughter when she was like 15, 16, right? Because she seemed yeah. like she was around kind of three, yeah. two or three. So it's just like wild. It's a lot of responsibility for someone so young. I couldn't agree more. And, but, and also someone so confident. <laughs> yeah, so she, she wins that. And good for her, i say. Go Asia. Okay, now we're at performance day. Very nerve-wracking. We're at the Pussycat Doll Lounge, which doesn't look that shit, actually. Yeah. Looks, um, looks fine. Yeah, I think I, I, was, I, I, I was fine with it. I, was, I have questions about who was in the audience of this performance. I think that's fair. It really felt like a lot of people being wrenched in from the street from Sunset Strip and it, you definitely know that this was filmed like all day so I just get the impression that there's people like in the blazing LA sunshine suddenly being like pulled inside to this dark club to watch teenage girls sing weird songs <laughs> honestly like I have a theory about the Pussycat Doll Lounge I don't think anyone actually ever went there it's, <laughs> like do you know that milkshake place on Santa Monica Boulevard where like every every star goes oh, and like, gets a milkshake millions of milkshakes millions of milkshakes no one goes to get milkshakes there but stars go there to get photographed (laughs) and i feel like this is a place where carmen electra comes to get photographed being a burlesque dancer right it's not really a place people go to yeah i just i guess maybe in 2007 we just don't know because we weren't here we weren't and i imagine imagine if we were like in our 20s and it existed we were like uh, and i lived here and you lived here just imagine like oh it's saturday night what should we do tonight be like should we go to the pussycat doll lounge and take in a show we I just never... can't, I can't imagine it happening. No, I can't either. Also, I love how you just spoke about it as if we weren't in our 20s when this happened. Well, you know what I mean. I meant here. Yeah, you're, I don't know what age I thought I was I when know, this happened. Honestly, do you, do, are you trying to tell the viewers you're 25 now? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm 25. Can't you tell? Before before it starts, there's just one final nail in the coffin of the feud of Melissa S and Chelsea. And there's just a very quick shot. And it's Chelsea just like in the green room. And she's just like going through her moves. And they do a cut, there's a little cutaway of Melissa S like pointing and laughing at her. It was really mean. She's a mean girl. It's like fully just like pointing and laughing at her. And it's like, you criticized her for not being able to dance and now you're laughing at her trying to practice her dancing. It's so mean. I didn't yeah. like that at all. Not cool. But, you know, karma comes for her in this episode, doesn't well, it? This is it. Okay, so the, the most redundant person on the show, Mark McGrath, comes out and uh, with his tiny little nostrils. And his veneers. Yeah. So he introduces the judges. So we have Ron Fair, the music producer. Sure. He's great. I Very feel like, legit. Yeah, he's super legit. I feel like at some point he says something in this competition in the whole show. I feel like at some point he says something to Chelsea about her sounding like Christina Aguilera when she recorded a certain song. So I have a feeling at some point maybe she sings I Turn To You. Really? And yeah, I, 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 th- I swear I have a memory of someone singing, of Chelsea singing a Christina Aguilera song and Ron Fair being like, you sounded just like her, like the day that she recorded I it. I really, really can't wait for that to happen. So get excited about that. And then obviously Robin Anton comes out and then our final judge serving in an orange, Ooh. an orange number, little fucking Kim. The queen. Ugh, I'm sorry, just the absolute queen. Like, so great. Although... A bit disappointing, ultimately. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Yeah. So that's... They're going to be our... They're kind of our judges. Um, and then, basically, we're going to get into the first performance. So this is Crazy in Love. So exciting. Dun, 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 dun. So they're all kind of trotting out. 
Starts off okay. Chelsea doing some good singing. Yes. Chelsea did some really good singing she's, in this. She's giving me Jesse Nelson from Little Mix vibes. Yep. Like the bandana. Yeah. Like she looks cool. Yep. And I think she did an okay job with the dancing. Like she wasn't so bad that you were like, oh my God, she's terrible. Your eye wasn't drawn to her. No. But if you were watching closely and being like, who's not a good dancer? You'd know yeah, it was her. Yeah, completely. But it, it, yeah, she, it's passable. Yeah. And then, uh, well, we'll go in order of, of kind of best to worst. So then Asia... Asia's kind of, she has a few clunkers. It's fine. What I did notice though, is she's doing the flutter fingers on the mic. Yeah. Which I, I enjoy. Oh, I love, I love, it's very Ariana, isn't it's it? It's so like, Ariana. Like, uh, it's, <laughs> she's just so musical. But, but yeah, um, I, yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't that great. She just, she, no. she, her dancing was really good, but it felt like the singing was an afterthought. Yeah. For her. And I, and the thing is, I don't want to criticize anyone's appearance in any way, but the lack of eyebrows that are happening on this show <laughs> is just really weird. And like yeah. with her in particular, like it's like she has no eyebrows. Right. And I just, and you know, when the lights are on, that's weird looking. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like you could paint them on. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to have to do that, you know, because mine are disappearing. And you'll do it, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, so should Asia. <laughs> and then we get to the real, the real, uh, issue of this performance oh. Melissa S Melissa and I what? talk to my friends so kindly she forgets the words she sounds like she's speaking in tongues she really did I think you'll be setting too bad dress she kind of does that doesn't she she just doesn't have the confidence she fully rhubarb rhubarbs it she's just yeah. like I'll just rhubarb it it's fine but like here's the thing about that if this was one two step or pondery play like no one knows all the words to that no, song right definitely not everyone Everyone yeah. on earth knows the words to crazy in love. Well, it does It does strike me as the thing where you think you know the words to a song like crazy right. in love. And then if you took Beyonce singing it away, you're like, it's heels and buy a new dress. And you're like, nobody else to impress. I think you, I know like everyone knows like the end of those lines, but I don't think everyone actually could sing along. I'm not defending Melissa S. You know, she's my nemesis. But so they get their feedback and Chelsea gets like pretty, pretty average to good you know, they said that they like her voice and Ron Fair like likes her voice in particular. Sure. Um, and then Ron is not happy with Asia. He's literally like, I don't, he's like, that was terrible. I know nothing about you from that song. And it was awful, basically. Yeah. And uh, Robin is definitely angry at Melissa for not knowing the words. Also, what's up with Melissa's hair? Like, she has so much of it. And she <laughs> is wearing like, it's like Kelly Clarkson thankful hair. Right. That kind of stripy badger hair. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that's happened in the last day. Yeah. Yeah, it must have done. Yeah, she's, yeah, that's a big hair change. Yeah, because she's had those big bouncy kind of J-Lo, like, red carpet hair for yeah. the rest of it, hasn't she? And, like, as a person who's worked on many reality shows, you don't change people's hair. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so the next group is Ponder Replay. Now, uh, they start this with a very fun bit of choreography where they're facing their backs to the audience and they're kind of like, it's like scooting backwards with their like bums and like with like one hand on their back. It's very hard to explain it. It's kind of cute. It, yeah, it's a fun move. I'm going to try and like do it, you know, obviously up in the club that I'm going to all the time. So I just wrote down, this is a really hard song. So hard. And honestly, they did a good job. Yeah, I, I think they did a really admirable job. This is one of those songs that's quite like breathless. Like it's quite, it just like goes really quick. And yep. it's really hard to like cling on to any kind of like musicality. There's no like singing in it. It's just very like, oh, run, 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 everybody move, run. I also think this is one of those songs that does sound kind of off key in the final recording. Yeah. 
It's like this song Everything and... Everything um, slightly flat. And also that song by Nivea, Never Leave... Uh-oh. Uh, no, no, uh-oh. that was... Uh, no, not Nivea. That was uh, Lumidi. Lumidi. Yeah. Lumidi. Yeah, that song sounded totally off-key. So Cicely screwed. Yeah. Like, she's being very serviceable. She is doing the dancing. Yeah. She is not... Her heart isn't in it. Yeah, but I think the the one... The, the thing I'm going to give her is that she didn't... She didn't fall into the trap they were trying to set her, which is, like, putting too much, like, sauce on it and trying to do, like, Rihanna's accent. No, there was no island vibe. No, she completely she didn't. On. Yeah, completely. She yeah. didn't do any of that, and I'm really proud of her for that, because I feel like that could have been a direction they were trying to push her to make that mistake and then be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. But the problem is she, she, so she didn't do that, but she also didn't hashtag make it her own. Yeah. She like, cause if she had made it Rocky and yeah. like, made it like sound like her, yeah. that would have been awesome. And like, it's the old American Idol trick. Yeah. And she, she just didn't do it. I also just wrote down the note. This song is very empty. Yeah, it's it like is. production wise and like there's just really there's just not much to the actual song is there so it's just like a lot of people being like <laughs> over like nothing now you want to talk about Melissa R's outfit <laughs> I don't actually remember it. so Melissa R was wearing a, like a little pair of shorts and she was wearing a what I believe to be a scarf as a top so it was like two bits of material covering each boob very Jodie Marsh very Jodie Marsh but like tucked into so it's like a scarf top tucked into um, a pair of shorts but also inexplicably belted with a gold belt (laughs) so there was like boob belt stomach underneath then shorts it's like a very bold move to be wearing a belt with nothing underneath it again very Jodie Marsh very joking words. <laughs> and actually, this was the exact time of that. Yeah. Well, Robin Anton was, she, her eyes fell on she, a picture of Jodie Marsh on some like, on like PerezHilton.com or something back in 2007. And <laughs> she was like, oh, I like this girl's style. Maybe she reads The Sun. Yeah. <laughs> or was it, yeah, like The Sun, Perez Hilton, or maybe like D-listed. Or like Nuts Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then the final group is... But wait, you forgot Anastasia. Oh, I, I did. Oh my God. Okay. Let's talk about, talking of hair. Let's talk oh about Anastasia. God. Also, how old is Anastasia? She could be 20 or 50. Like, she looks like Tina fucking Knowles. She does. <laughs> she looks like Tina Lawson. You're right. She she looks like... Yeah, you, you could be like, oh, this is like a really a really striking young woman. Or this is a like gorgeously preserved 50-year-old woman. Also a drag queen. Or, or yeah, she's, she does feel very high drag. Yeah, totally. Like, gorgeous. Just, the hair is just so big. And the, yeah. Yeah, it's There's a lot. so much hair on her head. And actually, did you notice a lot of the time she can't, the microphone like can't get to her mouth because her hair, she was swinging her hair and it was all in her face. Yeah, totally. Also, like that's a good thing because she makes a lot of noises. But this, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not good singing. No, <laughs> it's it's loud singing. Yeah, she's she's taken a real leaf out of my book of singing, which is like if you just sing as loud as you possibly can, people are like, "Oh, you're a really good singer." It's like, it's like no, <laughs> no, 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 baby girl, I'm not hitting any notes. I'm just loud. Back to the theme. It's all about confidence. <laughs> exactly. I've got the confidence of a pussycat doll. So, um, we are now at one, two step. Yeah. My first note just says, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was really worried about this group. Mariella, Jamie, and Brittany. This is a tough trio. Like, it just doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like there's a very strong, solid ground beneath these nope, girls' feet. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> But you know what? They they turned it out in a way. Yeah, so Mariella is not a good singer. That's just something we're going to say off the bat. I just wrote Mariella, oof. She yeah. can't sing. But what she 
can't do in the singing world, she really makes up for with like dancing, danceability. She's a really good dancer. Yeah, great dancer, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like not but doesn't feel very pussycat dollish. No. I yeah. It doesn't she doesn't quite fit in. Um I wrote the R word is used, not good. Not good. And then um Jamie, I think Jamie did a pretty good job actually. She came out with a lot of energy and it, it did feel like she'd applied the confidence trick. She she seems like the person who's listened to the assignment most of the week, like the most improved, I think. Well, yeah, they've definitely given her that arc. Yeah. Where she's like, I didn't have confidence and now I do have confidence. Okay, we get it. Yeah. 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 She's, she's doing that. So, but Brittany, meanwhile, is <laughs> is a hooker because that's apparently what everyone thinks, uh, even though that. she's no different than any of the no, other girls. Not at all. But she does do one thing. Let's just have a look. Let's just... Let's just stop and talk about this for a second. This is something. Okay. Pop culture fans will know that there's a very particular YouTube video that exists of the Pussycat Dolls in which... uh, Don't say particular. It's it's iconic. Okay. The iconic YouTube video of the Pussycat Dolls. Where are they performing? It's something I actually don't know. No, I feel like the I feel like the the venue and the event is something very strange. I feel like it's like you know Azerbaijan Grammys or something. It's very like Fully. odd. Yeah. Um, and basically They're performing for a warlord or something. Yeah, completely, yeah. completely. And uh, there's this very wonderful piece of footage where it was all right towards the end of the kind of uh, melody from the Pussycat Dolls, feeling like she was being held back vocally by the mm. group and not allowed to perform. So what does she do, Michael? Tell me. She steps out there. I mean, Nicole is doing her thing. She's front and center. She literally steps in front of Nicole, the girl, <laughs> and she starts doing runs. And she's it's on buttons. And she it's loosen up my buttons, baby. Uh-huh. Buttons loosen them up. It's so much like whatever Fraser was doing. It is so much higher and so much louder than that. It is louder than you can possibly imagine. And it's such an amazing move because you're like, yes, bitch, like yeah. get out there, yeah. make it a moment. But unfortunately for Melody, it doesn't sound no, good. No, it, it sounded very like very strangled warbling. Yeah. And there's that one perfect cutaway of Nicole looking kind of back and kind of going, what? The fury is palpable. Yeah, it's coming off of her in waves. I, I'm dying to know what conversation happened when they got off stage uh, that it was, night. It was just so good. But I, I, I really feel for her because you know, like, you know, when you like are about to like, take someone down or something yeah. and you're just like you're ready for the moment and then the moment comes and yeah you, just you flub it you flub it yeah and that's what she did like that was her moment if yeah. she had nailed it i mean the same thing would have happened yeah but you know i so, feel for her so anyway our beautiful britney with her big head so she she's she decides to she's like i'm gonna take these people to the church i'm gonna take them to church i'm gonna do some <laughs> i'm gonna do some runs off of one two step one two stay here yeah but it again, was bad. Yeah, it was melody level. It was bad. You can tell the pipes are there, yeah. but she just got, it was too much. The worst is that she does it once and then like clearly flubs it. And then she's like walking back to her spot and she's like, I'm just going to do it again. I felt like that was too good. Well, yeah, I just did. It was. And then my one final note about this group is their routine. It was so many hip bumps and booty bounces. That was the theme <laughs> of, of one, two step. It was like, uh, hip, 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 bump to the floor. Anyway. So Robin says they're the best group. They were. Um, Ron says they're all crap. Um, <laughs> Ron was not happy with Britney. With Britney, he says her chops aren't all there. Yeah, he's like, you went for it and your chops weren't there. Like, oh God. And then Lil' Kim, and this is deeply disappointing. Lil' Kim herself, the woman who released the song How Many Licks. 
<laughs> says not to focus on being sexy, Brittany. <laughs> Little Kim <laughs> is telling Brittany to be more modest. <laughs> like, Lately. am I the only person who thinks this is insane? <laughs> Little Kim of the uh, infamous uh, Diana Ross titty jiggle. Little Kim who, like, <laughs> listen to any Lil' Kim song. She's, like, the nastiest rapper of all time. She's a she's an icon, and I would never judge her. But why is she judging yeah. this woman? It's unfortunate. So the girls all come back, and I just wrote these boas. These cheap old... These are from Joanne's Fabrics. These are, like, four, four feathers per boa. Like, the cheapest, nastiest... These are those kind of boas that like you could they scratch your neck because like they're so thin and like it's you're party, get, it's party suit. Yeah, it is. You're getting through to like the string that holds the whole thing together on the back of your neck. <laughs> so uh, everyone, you know, they announce who's safe, and we have kind of a bottom two, and that is beautiful big head Brittany and Melissa S. Melissa S who obviously is not going to lose, and Brittany, who they say they're looking for a more sophisticated version of sexy. Yet another euphemistic <laughs> dig at poor yeah. fucking Brittany. Yeah, so she she basically... Uh, so basically, Brittany has to leave the competition. They choose to stay, They choose to keep Melissa S. And then my favorite part is that she gets told, please hang up your boa. So, so good. So good. And I think I, I talked about this on the last episode, but I really, um, I really keep thinking about those BBC... Uh, talent shows for the musicals so oh, it's like totally. so what i would have really liked is if she as she was hanging up her boat i'd love it if she had to the loser has to do a performance as they leave i think it'd be really funny if they like if they had to hang up their bow while singing stick with you nobody's <laughs> <laughs> gonna love me better i'm gonna stick for you for it and like all the girls have to like it's like a call and response thing i love that so then yeah we just that's kind of the end of the episode we, we see britney's doing an interview and she's crying and she said that basically she put it all in god's hands and uh looks like god didn't come through for her this time not this time Sars britney she's still got her faith though yeah good and for she, her and she even gets like a, a mini montage moment where basically i mean ba- essentially she got covid and then she was called a skank by everyone, including Lil' Kim. Wow. Bye, Brittany. <laughs> so that's the end of Brittany. So that's the episode, basically. I think, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Now that we're into the, like the performance element of it, like the, I, now that we know the structure of the show and it's going to be three songs, two or three songs, yeah. different groupings, I'm really into it. Yeah. Well, is, is Ben coming back? <laughs> Listen... I can't get through to him in international waters at the moment, so I'm not sure. I think he's lost at sea. I haven't got the... He, he didn't take his sat phone with him, so mm. he's on the barge. Well, I'm available. Okay, well, noted. You can, keep, you can keep your boa for now. <laughs> I don't have to hang up my boa. <laughs> you don't have to hang up your boa just yet. Just think stick with you. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, and thank you, Michael, for being a lovely guest co-host and stopping me from going insane. No, I mean, when I heard what you did, I knew I needed to help. <laughs> there was a cry for help. <laughs> so um, everyone keep watching along on YouTube, youtube.com and, you know, keep me posted about what you think about the show and if you're watching it for the first time or your memories, thoughts, feelings. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me. Lee Ryan's 13. My <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.